welcome to another episode of the Extraordinary Moms Podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every Tuesday I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two extraordinary moms look the same. We all have a story to tell, and we are all mothering in our own way. So let's celebrate that and learn from one another. Thanks for listening, and if you like what you hear, please share this show with a friend. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to episode 245 of the podcast. Hope your summer is going well. Today, I am bringing you a different type of episode, and this was something that people really responded well to when I said, hey, should we try this kind of series? And you're like, yes, let's hear from Extraordinary Kids. And so today is our first Extraordinary Kid episode, but we can hardly call this guest today a kid. She really is a young woman. She just happens to be the daughter of a past guest. Janie Ward was on the show um, just over a year ago talking about her daughter Abby's fall off a cliff while she was hiking. You can listen to that episode and it'll be linked in the show notes as well. But the family is amazing. And today, Abby is going to speak for herself about uh, almost two years, I guess, after the fall. She has been in recovery mode, working very hard to regain some of the most basic abilities. And we're going to talk about what she remembers from that event, what she has learned from these challenges. And I think so many times as moms, we just want to wrap our kids in a bubble and protect them from challenges and heartache and definitely harm. But I think what you'll see in this episode is that that is not the secret to a happy life. It's not being immune to challenges. It's loving your kids and supporting them and believing in them and helping them believe in themselves throughout the hardest times that they are equipped to do hard things. And Abby is absolutely proof of that. So let's get to my conversation with the extraordinary Abby Ward. All right. I want to welcome Abby Ward to the show today. Hey, Abby. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I think the last time I saw you in person, you were probably about, when did you move from Michigan? Like eight years old? Uh, 13. Oh, 13. Oh. It was 13. We lived in Michigan at the same time. And obviously you love Michigan as much as we do. Your, Your name on everything is Michigan Abigail. I do love Michigan. Yep, it's a special, <laughs> special time. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time to be on the show today when I thought of doing some Extraordinary Kid episodes. You are the first name and face that popped into my mind. I don't know anybody more extraordinary than you, Abby. Well, thank you. <laughs> Do you feel extraordinary? Um, I feel awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good sign of being extraordinary when you just feel awesome and grateful, I think. Well, yeah, Abby, really grateful. Oh, so good. Well, your mom spoke beautifully about a year and a half ago about your accident specifically. But will you just tell me a little bit about yourself and growing up, what that was like, how many um, siblings you have, and any challenges you faced um, in your teenage years? Because I know that this was not your first challenge. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, so I'm the second oldest of four kids. The real craziness began when I was five years old. As I was walking to the school bus, I was hit by a car, which sounds like a joke, but it's real. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But fortunately, I didn't, obviously I didn't die or anything. It just knocked me down and slammed on its brakes. Um, then when I was seven, 
um, we moved to Michigan. So before that, I was in Utah. And I did not like Michigan at first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I tried to run away. And I learned some new words, swear words, (laughs) from Mm -hmm. my class. So I had a bit of a rough start to my elementary school in Michigan. Then, um, when I was 10, almost 11, I fell out of a tree at my friend's house. So that was kind of scary, but it just knocked me out for a couple minutes. And then I woke up and I was dizzy, but I was fine by the next morning. And then that winter, I broke my arm. You might remember this, because I broke it at church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was 13, I moved back to Utah. So, I mean, I was happy to be back in the mountains. But it was still hard. <clears throat> and then when I was 16, I had cancer. Which is weird. Because 16-year-olds don't have cancer that often. And I had an older person cancer. (laughs) I had ovarian cancer. Um, And then when I was 17, I was hit by a car again. (laughs) (laughs) My gosh. (laughs) The cars need to watch out, I guess. (laughs) And then um, about a year and a half after that, I fell off a cliff. And hiking and being outside is one of your favorite things, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. Yes, I love hiking, which is why Michigan was so hard at first, because it's flat. Mm -hmm. There's no mountains. Yeah, so you're glad to be back in the outdoors. So hiking was a part of your everyday life, and you would go with your family and with your brothers can you tell Definitely. me what you remember about that day and about your accident? Or do you remember very much? I don't remember much. Mm-hmm. I remember the day before my brother was doing his Eagle Scout project and he was collecting bikes for refugees. And I helped with that. <laughs> and so you were helping with the Eagle Scout project the day before. And how old were you? I was um, 18, almost 19. Yep, and you had plans on going on a mission in the upcoming yeah, months. Yeah, I was called to Sweden. Mm-hmm. And I bet you were so excited about that. I was so excited. I was stoked. <laughs> and then you set out on a normal hike with your brother. Yes, we had done this hike. Yeah. And I took some of my other friends there. Because I just loved Lisa Falls. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I loved it because the cliffs looked beautiful. Yeah. But they were cliffs. So dangerous. Right. And did you ever think about the danger? Or did you just always assume, like, oh, we're going on a hike? I pretty much always thought about the danger Mm. and that's why I hadn't reached the top before that day Mm. I chickened out I thought 
I was like, I just gotta be strong and get through it. Mm. But yeah. apparently, I was smart yeah. every other time because I stopped when I was scared. Mm. Yeah. And then once I just pushed through to the end, and the top looked really cool from the pictures. I don't remember. Yeah. But it looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> and you also love photography, so I'm sure you were happy yes. to get to get that that viewpoint. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> but then that day you ended up falling off one of those beautiful cliffs you'd always enjoyed hiking among and you fell how far, Abby? About? I fell seventy feet about. Wow. Seventy feet. And you were just with your brother that day. And your brother yeah. is another extraordinary kid that we should have on the, the show <laughs> because he's really your hero. He saved your life. Yeah, he is. Wow. And so you uh, fell down, 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 70 feet. You landed in some water and he yeah. went down to you. First, he called um, 911. Mm-hmm. And then that was really fortunate because he lost service on his way down to check on me and get me out of the water. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was very I'd smart. I'd probably be dead. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so they were able to, to get you out of there. It wasn't easy, I understand. Um, it was a very difficult area and whatnot, but you, yeah. were, you were in rough shape. You were in rough shape, and your mom describes really? find, finding out that <laughs> call, and, oh, I just can't even imagine as a mom, and, Oh, it's just every parent's worst nightmare. But tell me about early on. What did the doctors expect for you? And tell me what you do remember once you started working through your recovery and they knew you were going to live. So um, the very first thing I can remember after I fell was actually someone like an angel coming to talk to me. Really? And he let me choose whether to live or die. Really? So, yeah. Wow. And what was, well, what was your response? I mean, obviously you're living today, but this was going to be hard. Did you realize in your in your soul that this was going to be hard? He told me that this would be really difficult. Hmm. But I didn't want to be done with life. <laughs> wow. And so you I have you a chose lot left. Yeah. And so you chose life, and what did that life look like in the very, very beginning? In the very beginning, I remember I was just lost from my body, which sounds weird, mm-hmm. but apparently it happens to me, at least. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so and- once I finally found out I spoke English, not like Mandarin Chinese or anything <laughs> like that, I came to America, I came to the Grand Canyon, and then somehow I must have pieced it together that I lived in Utah. (laughs) You literally had to relearn everything about your life? Everything. Wow. Almost everything. When I woke up, um, I remembered some chemistry, so... I remember that, that. they held a <laughs> they held a whiteboard up to you because you are a very smart, smart girl, very good at sciences, just like your dad. And uh, I remember them holding that whiteboard up, and when they saw you could do some of those equations, 
they're like, oh, there she is. We, we still got her. <laughs> they had me doing like, okay, what year is it? Two plus two and stuff. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, well, that doesn't tell us anything. So he had me do like 4x plus 4 equals 16, x equals blank, and equations like that. A lot harder. So, yeah, you need But to it was challenged. fun. Yeah, amazing, amazing. And so as you started to relearn those basic abilities, did they tell you that you were going to be able to walk? Did they tell you what you could expect in terms of? when you were further down your recovery, what did you think? Um, I was just waiting to be completely healed because mm. I knew it would require some hard work, but I was willing to push for that and strive for it and just keep working if that's <laughs> what was required. And you did, and you did. I can't imagine starting over at the age of 18 and having to relearn those things and the frustration that must come with it. How did you get through, I mean, I'm sure every day was hard, but the hardest days, maybe where you're feeling more discouraged, like, I just want this to be over. I want to move faster. I want to progress faster. How did you get through those hardest times? I didn't really. (laughs) I was just so impatient. I was impatient before I fell, and I was impatient after. I don't know. I didn't really have any choice. I just did the best I could and gave the rest to God. I love that. And that's really all you can do. Yeah, and it's been almost two years, right? It was in July or August? How do you feel two years out? You've been working and working through therapies of every kind for the last two years. How do you feel now, Abby? Um, I feel pretty good. Mm-hmm. But my walking still doesn't look perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can walk, which is better than they thought I would. Mm-hmm. I would do or whatever. It's not perfect. And my speech isn't perfect either. You can probably tell. (laughs) You're doing a great job. It is amazing how you've been able to heal the way that you have. And it doesn't take perfect walking or perfect speech to hear your message and to hear the healing and to be inspired by that healing. And I know you were so excited to go on your mission. And you didn't go to Sweden. And that... You know, it was probably really difficult. But do you feel like you've been able to serve a different type of mission in these last two years since people have heard about your story and have been praying for you and watching you with such amazement about what you've been able to do both yourself but also with your faith in God? Well, I hope so. I hope that people realize that none of this would be possible mm-hmm. without the support of my Heavenly Father, who's just looking out for me and striving or trying to help me become better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure that there's somebody listening right now, Abby, that has, is going through a really hard time or has been through a hard time. What would you tell somebody that is struggling right now and is struggling to keep the hope 
that you have shown throughout all of this? It really sucks. Yeah. That there's no denying that. But you know, at the end of the day, you just you don't have any other choice except to keep trying and keep working. And if you do keep working, then Heavenly Father will take care of the rest. And you felt that? Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Amazing. Can you tell me something? Your parents are amazing, obviously. Um, uh-huh. And your mom spoke so beautifully about you and about your family on the show last year. Tell me something that they have done throughout these two years and throughout your whole life, really, that has really meant so much to you. What have they taught you and encouraged you with that has been really important to you getting through something like this? So I would say my entire life, they told me and they showed me that they would be proud of me no matter what happened if I just tried my best. And for a while that was like my best was being the smartest or running the fastest, which didn't happen very much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I tried to actually be the best to earn the pride of my parents. Over the past couple years, um, they've really shown me that it's not about being the best. It's just about trying my best and doing all I can. It's amazing. So that's something I hope that I can pass on. Yeah, that is that is such a great lesson. And I hope as a mom, I have three boys, Abby, and as they're growing up, my hope all the time is that they know that regardless of what they accomplish, no matter what grades they get, no matter what they achieve, that they are good enough and their best, their personal best is always good enough. And I'm always proud of them. And I want them to know that so, so much. And so I'm glad that you've been able to have that as well. And we've been able to see how much that's allowed you to accomplish in your life. You never dreamed, I'm sure, that you'd be accomplishing in this way, learning how to walk again, learning how to talk again. And even though the best might look a little different, I think this is a harder best to achieve working through these (laughs) challenges. I really do. Well, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So Abby, do you have any hopes, anything you're looking forward to this summer? I know that you recently traveled to Europe with your family and that was a huge, in Hawaii, that was a huge undertaking. So you're just continuing, even as you're in your recovery, continuing to live and enjoy life. Do you have anything coming up that you're really excited about or goals uh, that that are now in front of you? Well, at the end of the summer, I'm going back to college. You are. so, And it's been a couple years. Amazing. So it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've deserved a little time off, I would say, but I'm proud of you. What are you going to be studying, Abby? Chemistry, Mm -hmm. but for um, my first semester back, Mm -hmm. I'm taking like writing, world religions, and a bunch of classes that just fulfill general requirements. Yeah. 
Good luck with that, Abby. That is so exciting for you. And I know that you love learning and everything. So that will be a great time of continued growth for you. So awesome. Thank you. Well, Abby, I just want to thank you so much for for sharing your story, sharing how extraordinary you truly are. And I think what you said at the very beginning, that's really what it's all about. Do you feel extraordinary? You feel awesome, right? And just being happy with (laughs) where you're at today, it doesn't matter what we've really achieved in this life. It matters that day to day we can feel the joy that comes from just being alive, right? And I've seen that through you. Yeah, I mean, what else is there? Nothing else matters as much as being alive. And the fact that you got that choice to keep living, I think that's really powerful. And I want to tell you that over the last two years, as your mom has put things online and your therapies and shown your progress and, and expressed the hard times as well, I've showed my kids those videos. And, you know, whenever they get discouraged or they're, struggling you know they've been able to look to you abby to see you doing the hard work and seeing that it's worth it and to see that there there's improvement and there's hope and so thank you for being an example to me to my kids and i know to so so many more you are truly extraordinary well thank you Mm, well thanks for coming on today sweetie good luck and have fun this summer and good luck with college in the fall thanks i'm excited Isn't Abby just extraordinary? Oh my gosh. After we got done with our conversation and we were chatting after the recording, I said, have you always liked to speak or what do you think about public speaking or speaking on a podcast? And she's like, I always used to avoid it. I hated speaking. I would do anything to get out of it. She's like, but then I fell off a cliff and now people ask me to speak and (laughs) it's worth speaking and sharing my story and there's bigger things to worry about. So I just love that perspective so, so much. If you want to check out her mom's episode, that is episode 107 of the podcast. You can either go to ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com and search for 107, or you can look up her mom's name, Janie. Also, for people in Utah, you might be familiar with her dad, Dr. Daniel Ward, who owns the Form Med Spa. They are a fantastic, fantastic family. And it has just been so incredible these last few years to see them supporting Abby through this challenge. You know, every time, I mean, she's hiking again, you guys. She goes on hikes with her family and to see her brothers and her dad supporting her by the arm as she walks on her own two feet. I mean, it just gives me chills even thinking about it, but just amazing, just amazing. Just shows you the power to never give up and to choose life, choose life. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at Jessica Dahlquist3 or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. You can listen to past episodes there or obviously on all the podcast apps as well. Thank you so much for sharing the show lately, leaving new reviews. I appreciate it more than you know. I am so excited to tell you who next Tuesday's guest is because you're not going to want to miss it. Make sure you're subscribed on iTunes so that you don't miss it. It's with Tara Jones. Tara is a mom of Indy Lou, who you might know from the Instagram world. She is a darling little girl who has Down syndrome and is currently fighting cancer. I don't know Tara personally, but from what I have seen online, she is a worthwhile follow because she inspires me and encourages me every day to see the good, to find the joy, to leave people better than you found them. And I'm talking with her next week about her motherhood journey, about finding out her daughter had Down syndrome unexpectedly at birth, 
how she dealt with processing a new normal and a new vision for their family's life. She clears up some misconceptions that she once held about Down syndrome, and she's incredibly vulnerable about that. And then we talk about their recent battle with cancer, what it's like to spend the majority of the month in the hospital and then home for a week and then back again and back and forth for many, many months. That is no easy road. It would be easy to feel self-pity or to feel sad, but that is the last thing they're feeling. Yes, they have their down days and down moments, but mostly it's about hope. I cannot wait for you to hear from Tara next week. So thanks for tuning into the podcast today, and we'll see you next week for another episode with another Extraordinary Mom. Bye.